0: Hey there and welcome to Soul Church. Our prayer is that this message encourages you yeah. wherever you may be in life. You know, we've been hearing so many stories about what God is doing in people's lives and we'd love to hear yours. So take a second and send your story to stories at soulchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us today and we hope that you enjoy the message. God bless. Oh, it's such a privilege, such an honor. Thanks, stay standing for a, just for a moment. Then you can sit down, it's hot. But I'm believing that God is gonna speak to you in these moments and you're gonna go away literally with something that has the potential to change your life. So you're ready for God to speak. You might've come in here today or could just come to church, um, but actually yeah, you've come to encounter God in a real powerful way. I love that we honour each other and I wanna honour you. Those of you that are visiting for the first time today, huge welcome. This word is for you. Those of you that have come back after a while, those of you who've been here for many years, front row, whether you're on the back row, you're ready for God to speak to you. The guardrail series has been phenomenal. And um, Pastor John did say, Rach, go with what's on your heart. And I think with listening to the guardrails, the best thing after that is to, how do we know individually the voice of God? So we can know for ourselves when to say yes, when to say no, when to say go, when to stop. And, um, and you've got this. God's got you. Are you ready for God to speak to you? Put your hand on your heart because that's where things need to be changed, don't they, from the inside out. So let me pray for you. Jesus, I thank you that your word is indeed, as it says in Hebrews 4.12, living, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Your word, I pray, would go f- from your heart through my heart to every individual heart. Lord, you don't, I don't know what's going on in every heart. Holy Spirit, you do. So right now I pray that you'd partner with me, Holy Spirit. I pray Rachel would get out of the way and Holy Spirit, you would speak into hearts because your word separates soul and spirit and is a discerner or helps to interpret the thoughts and intents of our hearts. So we give you permission today, Holy Spirit, to sort out our heart, our intents, our motives, our thoughts and speak to us. Enlarge our hearts to hear more of you say out loud speak Lord I'm listening then l- nudge someone as you take your seat say hey you listening this is a word for you this is gonna be for you see there's a lot of strong opinion around these days a lot of strong opinion a lot of voices we just say there's a lot of voices a lot of opinion and uh, we need to hear God's voice loud and clear we need God's wisdom now, and the way that we hear God's voice is to spend time with Him and get close to Him. So are you ready for God to speak to you? Oh gosh, you're so loved by God. Just, you just need to know, Teresa, you're loved by God. Are you ready for God to speak to you? Rosemary and Colin, are you ready for God to speak to you? Johnny, Sarah, are you ready for God to speak to you? Jack, are you ready for God to speak to you? So many, are you ready for God? to speak to you, Gabby. You're ready for God to speak. You're ready for God to speak. Each and everyone on the front row here, you've prayed the prayer already. I had someone that come up to me yesterday during a service. I had the privilege of, of preaching at a women's conference in London called Courage Conference, and I spoke on confidence. And at the end, this lady came up to me. She was a pastor, and she said, Thank you so much, because I came to this conference ready to, I needed to hear from God, and actually I was ready to give up pastoring, because I'd lost my confidence. She pastors a church in Leicestershire. She said, during the pandemic and everything that's going on, I didn't feel like I had the wisdom to navigate this season, and hearing you talk about how you've heard from God and confidence moments and encounter God moments from your life as a little girl. She says, I was reminded as a little girl where God called me and I'm leaving here today knowing that God has spoken to me. She heard God's voice and she thanked me. And she went back knowing that she's gonna continue leading her church and I was thrilled, but you know what? It reminded me of a moment 17 years ago when my daughter Mercy was three months old and we were, we were here, we were ministering, pastoring in the church here and I'd got weary and we had some baby dedications in the first service. We had 12 families dedicated. We had lots of babies in here, and I was saying to the mums, sometimes you can get to that stage at about sort of three months where you can feel a bit, it's not postnatal depression, but you can feel a bit flat, and you can feel a bit like giving out, giving out. And, and, and I was a bit like that. And I remember going away on a trip up north to Bradford to a conf- women's conference there, and I was with my cousin Sharon and, and my friend Christine, and I remember just, a bit teary in the car on the way up. I remember it so clearly, it was raining on the outside, I was sat in the back, I think those were the days where it was you could kind of breastfeed a bit as you were going along, That it is it's a bit more strict of those rules now. And um, I remember arriving to the conference, getting into the conference and just feeling the presence of God. Because I got to a point where I just thought, I've been mean, giving out and giving out ministry and serving pastoring in church is not for me and that's for Steve and I'm going to be a mom and I'm going to be at home and that's going to be my calling and that's my ministry and I'll just love people around me. There's nothing wrong with that. But I got there, it was with the wrong feelings and the wrong motives because I was exhausted. Has anyone ever been there? Some of you feel like you you walking away from something. Yeah, a few of you put your hands up. And I got into the worship, and at the end of the worship, someone came up, Donna, that was speaking from Hillsong in Australia, and she said God had spoken to her that there was young mums in the congregation, particularly one young mum, that was feeling like giving up on her calling because she was exhausted with a young baby and to know that God is with her and He's for her and He's leading her and directing her and could she stand and raise her hands? Right that moment, I stood, I thought I was the only one and I received that from God and I literally felt God speak to me. I looked around, there was a lot of other women as well that were in the same boat. But how often do you find that when you're in church or in a message, you feel like it's just for you? You feel, that word is just for me. This is gonna be just for you today. Alex and Laura, just for you. just for you, just for you, just for you, just for you. And at that moment, I, I, I knew God had spoken, and I went down at the end, and I said, thank you so much for that message, thank you for... And, I, and she said, how are you? I said, look, I just got so tired, I felt like I was just going to walk away from, from basically what I, what I felt called to do, ministry and, and everything that was going on. She said to me, Rachel, don't you dare. She said, there's gold in you. There's women's lives inside you. There's, there's, there's churches that need to be impacted. There's, there's a nation that needs to be impacted in you. And she described the Russian dolls. You know, when you take one out, there's another one inside. And you take one out, there's another one inside. And I went from that knowing that I knew, that I knew, that I knew that a God spoke to me. And so we need to know that God spoke to us because if I hadn't heard God speak to me right back then, that lady yesterday may not have heard God speak to her 17 years later. And going back into the situation where she could now help others hear God's voice. Throughout the Bible, God speaks to people at different times, at decisions, times when they need to make comf- where they need comfort, times when they need direction. And some of you may think, "Oh my gosh, I thought it's just the spiritual people that God speaks to. I'm doing enough just to read my Bible every day. You mean I have to hear from God as well?" God is saying right now. He's actually closer to you than you even realize. And sometimes he's been speaking you didn't even recognize it. He's right there ready through his word in this message. And so are you ready for God to speak to you? The title of this message is Finding His Voice. So I run a a course for women called Finding Your Voice. And and, and your voice is a combination of who you are and what God has called you to. And I'm so passionate about helping people find yeah, who they are, their identity, and sometimes we don't work that out until way later in life. And my passion is to get it sorted now, before you get to 50 plus, 60 plus. And, but what I found more than that, more than finding your voice is, it's to, is a key to destiny, finding His voice is essential to finding your destiny. So finding his voice, what does that look like? I was reading just a couple of weeks ago about an amazing man in the Bible that had the ability to have two-way conversation with God. And the Bible talks about him, and and it just put my radar up. And I thought, God, I want you to speak to me every day in this powerful, unusual way that you spoke to this man, Elijah. Elijah. And in James five verse sixteen, it's, it's mentioned in the New Testament, although his life is in the Old Testament. It says, verse 17, sixteen, tremendous power is released through passionate, heartfelt prayer of a godly believer, effective fervent prayer. It says in the New King James, it, it, it makes much power available, dynamic. And then it goes on to say, Elijah was a man with human frailties, just like. of us do you like that just like all of us he was a man with frailties just like us yet he prayed and he received supernatural answers online you need to hear today that Elijah was a man like us some of you are watching young men older men young women older women wherever you're watching from today or listening to this afterwards god can speak to elijah he can speak to you the scripture doesn't say he was a man of god he worked mighty miracles he was a prophet he was all of that but he was a normal man with human weaknesses and frailties and some of you have cried out to god this week saying have i got what it takes am i enough god i want you to speak to me and he absolutely will speak to you sweetheart i saw you in the worship i don't know your name but um I felt like you came in desperate to hear from God today. Can you just put your hand on her? She's crying a little bit. And God hears you, and He knows you, and He hears your heart's cry. And He's gonna speak to your tender heart today, and He's wrapping His arms around you, and He's gently whispering in your ear, saying, you're my child. I'm proud of you. I've created you from your mother's womb with purpose and I will lead you and I will guide you. He'll continue to be with you. And know that each one, if I were to come up and down every row, every row, the Spirit of God is saying, I'm here for you. I'm speaking to you right now. Joseph, is speaking to you. He's giving you direction. He's giving you influence. Allow him to keep giving you that godly direction, and godly integrity. To hear from him and get in his word and hear his voice, and so the context is from One Kings nineteen. God's people are drifting; they moved away. the The, 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 the people of Israel actually there was there was civil war and. And there's been a series of evil kings and six decades of dark, dark, malice, murder, idolatry. And here we get um, the prophet Elijah raised up and his uh, mandate was to go to the king, King Ahab and King Jezebel and give them a message from God. Basically, he was the most evil king of the lot. And his, his, his mandate was to restore people back to God. And so he's busy, he's doing all, all of the serving God and serving God in his own words. He says this in 1 Kings 19.10, I've been working my heart out for the God of angel armies, said Elijah. The people of Israel have abandoned your covenant, destroyed the places of worship and murdered your prophets. I'm the only one left and now they're trying to kill me. He is majorly catastrophizing. Do any of you feel like you've been working your heart out? Anyone been working their heart out? Like, I'm working my little heart out. God's hearing you. He's with you. You've come in here today. Now I've just been working my heart. But sometimes when we get to the point where we're really tired and we're in pain, we can over-exaggerate. Who the catastrophizers in here? You maybe wouldn't own that, but we can we can have it. And he had a big moan to God. Can I encourage you though? God likes it when we pour our heart out to Him. And so, but he'd actually just been in a place where he'd seen an incredible miracle. He'd called down fire from heaven. He'd demonstrated to all the pagan um, gods and people that God was a true God. Then he there was a drought for three years, and he declared that there would be. Um, there would be rain and there was a storm, and then he runs. So there's a storm, which is incredible. And then he runs 50K from Mount Carmel to Jezreel. It says the spirit of God came on him, and he runs faster than the king's chariot. Like so he'd seen mighty miracles. He'd ran 50K. Like he, he's, he's anointed to do all these things, yet one threat from Jezebel. one threat from a woman who's the high priestess of of the Baal, the pagan god, she says she's after his life and she threatens him. You know, how easily can that happen? When you're exhausted, he's giving out and giving out, his guardrails were down because he was exhausted. One threat from a woman makes him running out and wanting to end his life. He actually runs a day into the wilderness. And let's pause for a moment. Some of you may have felt like you're at a really low point. Some of you may have, this this been quite serious. Some of you, you felt at a low point this week. Some of you may feel like you're about to run away from something. Are you running away from a job? You might be running away from a marriage, running away like I was from a call of God, from a ministry. There's something that you think, oh, I've just gotta get away. Because of an external threat. Something, a voice, something that has been spoken over you. Something that someone has said. I, I spoke to someone this week that was felt like God had told them to, to just res- take on this new job and we're excited about it. And other voices were saying, oh, do you really want to be doing that in this current climate? You know, financial, economic, like they, we, we have voices, external threats that can affect us. Has anyone had any, any of those? We get them through the media, but we can get them from well-meaning people as well. But sometimes they can be internal threats. And we think to ourselves, oh, what if I haven't got the finance? What if I, my kids go off the rails? What if we didn't do this? And I, I was t- telling the earlier service, I was on a Zoom two weeks ago with 25 pastors across the UK and Europe, and they'd asked me to speak, just pray over them, speak into their lives, and speak about um, some leadership. And normally, I would get Steve to do that. But they'd asked me, and Steve wasn't there, and I was so worried about something going wrong with the Zoom link, saying the wrong thing, feeling completely out of my comfort zone, and all of these threats and thoughts internally were coming into my head, you can't do this. There's people there that have been pastoring and they're a lot older than you, more experienced than you, and all these things. How many know the enemy loves to do that? Makes us feel that we can't. And we've got to recognise in internal threats and those other voices. And for some of you, you might have just been feeling like you've been giving out and giving out and giving out, and you just actually need to take some time to replenish within so that God can speak to you. Maybe some of you need direction. Does anyone need direction for a new season? Right, a lot of you need to hear from God. I believe God is going to speak to you today. I'm going to give you some keys to know how God can speak to your life personally. For some of you, you didn't even know God can speak. And you're visiting today, and maybe you're new to church, and you're like, wow, he can speak. He can speak to me. He recognizes me and what I'm going through. Young guys over there, I saw you in the service earlier. And know that you know that you know, all three of you, God can speak to you. How, how old are you guys? Six, 17? 17, 16, 17, 18? The disciples were teens, 14, 15, 16, they were young guys. God's raising you up as young men to make a difference in this world. Don't be distracted by people, by peers, by popularity, popular opinion. I believe God wants to speak to you and His hand is on you and He's telling you that you're incredible, that you're, you're, you've got dreams in your heart, you're gonna see them fulfilled as you delight in Him, desire in Him, seek first His kingdom. And you can hear from God as much as anybody else that's been serving God for a lot of years or a lot older. Be ready for God to speak to you. And so are you ready for three points? First of all, what can we learn from Elijah? The most important thing is that God can speak to us at our point of desperation. Find His voice at our point of desperation. Elijah cries out to God. Sometimes we don't think to cry out to God first. We cry to our spouse, so we cry to those around us. And it says in 1 Kings 19, verse 4, he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. He prayed that he might die and he said, it's enough, Lord, take my life. I'm no better than my father's. It's a real gut prayer crying out to God. He was desperate. Some of you have prayed some desperate prayers. Psalm 34, six says, when I had nothing, this is King David, desperate and defeated, I cried out to the Lord and he heard me bringing His miracle deliverance when I needed it the most. The angel of the Lord, or the angel Yahweh, stoops down and listened as I prayed. He circled around me, empowering me, showing me how to escape. He will do this for everyone who fears the Lord, everyone who is desperate, crying out to God. I've found out many times throughout my life, the more desperate I've got for God, the more He's spoken to me. Now, at times of loss, times of miscarriage, times of disappointment, times of change of direction in life, I found that that's exactly when he speaks. But you know what I recognised recently? I was reading my Bible and I started to realise the words weren't jumping out on the page like they normally do. You know when you pray in your daily devotion, you say, God, speak to me. And sometimes you feel like he does, and other times you just read it. And it was like that, and I just said, God, do you know what I recognize? Things are going pretty well right now in our lives. I'm thankful. My daughter Melody's home, you saw her on platform, I'm so proud of her. My other daughter, Mercy, is doing so well, and, and, and we, we, we're healthy. We, we, God is doing great things in our church. We, we're opportunities, doors opening, ministry. We're loving what we're doing. We, we drove past our church building last night to see what's happening. Yes, there's lots of obstacles, but God's been good. And I found because of my time, I'm not as desperate saying, God, speak to me, speak to me, speak to me. I felt like He wasn't speaking to me as much. And do you know what I recognize? You don't need trauma for God to speak to you. But we do need to be desperate. And for some some of us, we need to increase that level of desperation, God, I want you to speak to me. I want you to speak to me when I open your word today and when I uh, open my mouth to pray to you, whether it's hot in here today, say out loud, God, speak to me, speak to me, speak to me. So speak to you at your point of desperation. Just as the deer pants for the water, Melody mentioned it. There needs to be a, a, a determination. God, a longing for you. My soul and my flesh cry out to the living God. I'm desperate for you to speak to me. Secondly, find His voice when your soul finds rest. The angel of the Lord appears to Elijah. And I love this, because Elijah, you know, he's ran away. He's gone under a tree. And 1 Kings 19 verse 6, he, six, he fell asleep says, the angel touched him and said to him, arise and eat. Are you with me online? Arise and eat. Some of you might be able to just pop in the kitchen, have a little munchie right now. But he says, arise and eat. He looked and behold, there was a cake baked on the coals and a bottle of water by his head. I like this angel. At his point of need, he bakes a cake. Some of you just need a cake and a good sleep. How many, how many are partial to a nice little afternoon tea? Nice little Victoria sponge? Yeah, yeah. Or, or a nice loaf of bread or a nice cinnamon roll, from a bit of carbs when you're feeling like that. Okay, so this angel knew that. Seriously though, sometimes we just need to sleep and rest. We need to allow our soul to rest, but physically we need to rest. Then the angel taps on him again, second time, and says, arise and eat, and bakes him a cake. So we need a good rest, but sometimes we need to declutter our hearts and our souls. Our soul is your mind, will and emotion. It's who you are, it's your makeup. And you're pretty incredible. No one has a soul quite like yours. And we're Soul Church and we're all about individual Individuals, you are important to God and your personality and your soul and your makeup. And I wrote this during lockdown, it's called Soul Time. My daughter and I wrote it together, a devotional about how to hear from God about finding rest, you know, at holiday season. You know when your soul needs a holiday? And I write in here about decluttering your heart. Sometimes people can say things over you that you think, oh, that's just got in there, and it can stop you from hearing from God. And I love this scripture that I mentioned about it in here from Psalm 131, verse 2. And the Psalmist David is saying, surely I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with his mother, like a weaned child within me ceased from fretting. A weaned child, my soul within me is ceased from fretting. This is a beautiful picture, a humble analogy of King David, who's a warrior, he's a king. Yeah, he describes a beautiful picture of a baby on mum's lap. You know that stage when they get, when they sleep through the night, but then they start waking up again? Any of the mums remember? When your kids were little and they start fretting and weaning is going from passive dependence on mum to an active trust. They start taking solids. I remember my daughter, Melody, she got to where she was waking up in the night. She still loves her food. It's her first love language. You need to get it, get alongside Melody, buy her some food, buy her dinner. And she would wake up fretting in the night and I had to substitute with the milk for some solids. God is saying to us, in order to rest our soul, we need to be content in Him and move from the milk, but to a, an absolute reassurance that He's got you. He's got you. He's going to provide your next meal. He's going to provide your next bill. He's going to provide that husband. He's going to provide that home. He's going to provide that baby. He's going to provide that decision that you need for your business, that which you've come in for. He's got it in hand, so therefore you can say, be at rest, my soul. We need to rest physically. Some of you have been so busy, busy, busy at work. In fact, work busyness can be like a cancer to the modern soul. We've gotta get good, and some of you feel like you need to get away, but you actually need to work on what you're doing in, in your day-to-day life. Say, Holy Spirit, calm my soul. Holy Spirit, help me to work from a place of rest. Holy Spirit, declutter my soul. Holy Spirit, I just wanna sit on your knee. Father God, I just wanna be like a child again. That young boy, that young girl in you, trusting your Father God, that He will work it together for good. The verse right before that verse says this, It says, and I saw this a couple of weeks ago, Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor my eyes lofty, nor do I concern myself with great matters, nor with things too profound for me. Do you know what? I realize this is a big key to calming your soul. He said, I do not concern. Say concern. Concern. That's it. Come on. Are you with me? Getting too hot? Don't forget, you can get a drink if you want. I'm not going to not going to mind if you need to, hope you've got your, hot water, your cold water under the seat. I will not concern myself with matters that are too beyond me. I realized a few weeks ago, I was getting myself all wound up inside, why? Because I was concerning myself with something that wasn't actually my concern. It actually wasn't my responsibility. And I was trying to help and I was trying to give, sometimes it's just opinion. And we need to, when we can let go of that, we can calm and quiet our soul. How many of you have been over concerned with something that you just actually need to give God? Leave it behind and give it to God, and He's going to enable you to rest and recharge your soul and be content knowing that He is with you. I love the great Charles Spurgeon. One of the great heroes of the faith in the 18th century says the sacred weanness of the soul is possible under any circumstances. It surrenders our desire to the safekeeping of our heavenly Father. It's possible to find sacred weanness, a calming of your soul in any circumstance. So the next thing, we're going to Elijah now. So he's calming his soul, he's calming his body, and the angel tells him to go and encounter God. So he goes for 40 days. It says in verse 11, he instructs him to go um, 40 days up to Mount Horeb. Horeb is another word for Mount Sinai. This is a mountain where it was known for a God encounter for the Israelites. It's where the Ten Commandments were given to Moses. It's where Moses saw the burning bush experience and was called to lead the children of Israel out of Israel. Out of, um, Uh, slavery into the promised land, and right at this moment he goes to the mountain to encounter God. Now it takes a pressing through and a determination. Some of us need to be pressing through and determined, I'm going to encounter God. Some of us can go through life, some of us well-meaning, great, good Christians, good believers, where we don't really, really encounter God. Do you know what happens at this moment? He says, the angel says to him, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. Verse 11 and 12, behold the Lord passed by and a great strong wind tore into the mountains, broke the rocks in places but the, but, uh, before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. Then a wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Then after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. Then after the fire, a still small voice, God knew what Elijah needed was a still, small voice. He didn't need all these wonderful demonstrations of God's power, he just needed to know in a personal, unique way that God was with him. God wants you to know right now in a personal, unique way. He's whispering to your heart, whispering to your soul that he's with you. Psalm 46.10 says, be still and know that I am God. Be still. And no, it says, my sheep, John 10, my sheep hear my voice. They recognize my voice. I know them. You know you know your mom's voice? You know your beloved's voice? You know your kids' voices? You can hear them shout in the middle of a shopping center, mom, and you know that it's yours. There's something about a voice of someone you love. Can I encourage you to press through for that God encounter? Press through to spend time with Him I get young people asking me, young adults all the time, in this day and age, how do I hear from God? How do I know which university, which job, which person to marry? How do I know the next step for my business we need? Could it be that we're missing encounters with God and we're so busy in all the voices in our world that we're missing the voice of God and we're not quiet enough, long enough to hear His voice? Joyce Meyer said, if you're feeling worn out all the time, You're not trusting God. See, trust comes from knowing Him, knowing His voice. I remember during lockdown, my daughter, Melody, when she writes in this book, she writes one of the devotions and she contacted me and she said, oh, mom, I'm just feeling, you know, it's during lockdown. I'm feeling like God's miles away. It's feeling, feeling really like dry, like He's not speaking to me. And she writes this, she says, God is always speaking but our souls aren't always ready to hear. This is maybe because we are distracted or simply going through the motions. She goes on to describe feeling distant from God during the pandemic and at home alone. And and I say to her, Melody, you can be as close as God as you choose to be, sweetheart. God is saying to each of you, He's saying to you, Tim, my wonderful brother-in-law, He's saying to each and every one of you, He's saying to you, Bryce and Lorraine. He's saying to you, he's saying, I'm as close, Bill. I'm as close as you want me to be. And so in this incredible experience, she decides I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna create an encounter with God moment in my bedroom. And she created her own worship experience and and put the worship on at home. And she said that night I played worship, knelt in my bedroom and asked for God's presence to fill me. And he totally did. The Bible promises if we draw near to God, He will draw near to us, James 4.8. After that, she started hearing from God clearly in her daily devotions, felt more certain of a path ahead. I'm thankful for that because God prepared her for a phone call, a, a FaceTime that came from Pastors John and Chantel that felt that she was meant to be back here. And now she's back here leading our worship. I'm so glad that she heard from God. And um, hopefully you're glad too that she heard from God and she's, she's back here and she's, she's leading. But it came from first of all, a point of desperation. Secondly, pursuing an encounter with Him and finding your soul. Needing rest, And thirdly, so the team can come up and we're going to sing a song at the minute in a moment. And we're going to stand together and worship, but find His voice to determine your next step. So find His voice at your point of desperation. Find His voice when your soul finds rest. And thirdly, find His voice when you need His direction. And some of you have come in here today and you've said, God, I need you to speak to me. I need you to speak to me. Matt and Vanessa, God's gonna speak to you. He's gonna give you direction for your future. He's gonna give you the open doors that you need, the concerns that you've had, the worry, the things that have held you back, things that you maybe even haven't been able to share. God's got it. He's making a way clear. And we know the scripture, the plans I have for you. He's got those plans and you've just gotta walk in them. And He's gonna give you wisdom wisdom greater sense of wisdom and there's a lady I spoke to earlier I spoke to joy and Austin I feel like God is speaking to you you came in here God I need you to speak to us whatever it is that's concerning you right now it says in his word I will perfect that which concerns you there's a concern and this is your concern you're not meddling in someone else's it is your concern but God is saying cast your burden unto him for he cares for you cast your concern on him and he is working it together for good he's got it he's got you he's with you he's for you in Jesus name and so he's speaking to Elijah and he's spoken with a still small voice but then he says in verse 13 Elijah comes out he hears the quiet voice you know there's something about coming out of the cave we can retreat when we go through pain and we hear those threats, but His voice brings you out of your cage. It gives you a certainty, but the quiet voice says, so Elijah, now tell me, what are you doing here? And He's asking you, so Bill, so Elaine, so Robin. He's asking you each one by name saying, so what are you doing here? You know, in order to put the sat-nav on, to put Google Maps, you need to know where you are before you know where you're going, right? He's asking, where are you right now in your relationship with Him? Where are you in that decision you need to make? Where are you with God? Am I, am I hearing from you right now? I desperately want to hear from you. And some of you have cried out and you've spoken this. you said, I need to know how to hear from God. He's closer than you think. And you actually know more than you think. It's not complicated it's just getting beside him and getting in his presence and this is what happens God speaks to him and he doesn't say oh don't worry about Jezebel thank you for all you're doing don't worry he actually gives him a new mandate and a new anointing and he's wanting to give you something a new anointing but God's anointing us as a church we've got a city to reach we've got a nation to reach and God doesn't tell him "Oh, do this go and sort out Jezebel no he says um, verse 15, go back the way you came and anoint a king, Hazel. Anoint another king, Jehu. Then anoint Elisha. He sends someone alongside to help him. For some of you, God is sending the right person at the right time to help you. Some of you need someone for a job. You need someone to help you. And you or maybe you need a mentor. I'm believing God is bringing the right person alongside. But the incredible thing is Elijah at his point of weakness, he hears God's voice, he now goes out to anoint kings. See, anointing was enabling for service. You know, our Queen Elizabeth was anointed as queen. But the Bible says in Revelation that we've been anointed as kings and priests. We're kings and queens. We have the authority of the living Saviour. 1 John 2 verse 20 says you have an anointing from the Holy One. You know all things. You have what it takes. Elijah went straight out. He heard from God and went straight out. There's something about hearing God's voice, that little still small voice that comes in just when you need it. I'm gonna come down because I think just in these closing moments, we're gonna stand and worship in a moment. But I feel like God is anointing individuals for specific tasks. I remember a, t- a time in Australia where I was in a supermarket, and the lady at this checkout was so stressed out because it was a massive big line, and she was feeling like, I'm pretty sure the guy in front of her was so in, in front of me was so impatient and used a few choice words, and I felt like the little voice said, "Rach, buy her a Kit Kat, buy her some chocolate for her break," and so I, everything in me took everything to stay in that lane because I wanted to go in the next lane because it was much shorter. But I, I listened to that voice and I went into the next, stayed in that lane and I got to the end and I said, this might sound really weird, but I'm a Christian and, and I'm really sorry that guy's saying those things and you look like you, you could do with a break. Here's some chocolate and, and God loves you. That's all I said and she teared up as she was packing the bags and she said, oh, you don't know what that means. I've got a baby in hospital right now and my parents are at home looking after my other two kids. My marriage is not good. Like she just blurted all this out. And I'm so, I said, I'm so sorry. I said, I'm, I'm gonna go pray for you. I had to go super quick because it was a line of people. I went out. The next day I'm out for my walk and pray. And again, I just felt that little voice within. We've got to get used to that little nudge. Go this way. It's very practical. And I went this way and I saw, What past a house, I walked in the houses instead of the park, and this lady was loading her kids into the car for school. And she looked at me and said, oh my goodness, I cannot believe it's you again. You're the lady in the supermarket. And I'm like, yeah. I didn't know you lived here. I knew her name was Judy, because she had a name badge the day before and I've been praying for her. I invited her to come to Sisterhood that week. We had a gathering with the girls. She became a Christian. A long story short, God brought their marriage together. Her kids came to church. Her, her little one was, had a t- time in hospital and we were able to love on them and help them. And all her children became baptised. And through that moment of hearing from God, I believe God wants you to reach out to those around you. Because you have an anointing from the Holy One. Can you, can you stand together? And we're gonna get ready to worship Just in these closing moments, just a couple of moments, there's a song that says, just for a minute, was I forsaken? The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. And He's here to meet you right where you are, right now. Can you lift your hands if you need God to speak to you? You need God to speak to you right now. Oh Jesus, speak to every heart right now. Speak to every heart. Come Holy, come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Right now. Speak to our hearts. He's here. He's moving up and down these aisles. We're just saying, I'm not enough, unless you come. So many times we can feel that we haven't got what it takes. But anointing means to be smeared with ability. Right now, He's giving you the ability, and you have got what it takes with his strength, with his enabling. I love that we see Elijah again in the New Testament. Another encounter God moment, a mountain, a man of transfiguration. We see Elijah and Moses and Jesus takes the disciples up this mountain because he needs to reassure them. Some of you need reassurance, reassurance that he's with you. And a voice comes from heaven saying, this is my son, listen to him, hear him, hear his voice. And the angel says to them, peace, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, you've got what it takes. And He's saying to you, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, I'm with you. And we don't need to rely on anybody else, but we can look to Jesus only, Jesus only, the Holy Spirit only to give us direction. Who needs to make a decision this next season? You've got decisions to make, I need to know who you are. When you've got a decision that you need to make, put your hand up high. If there's someone near you, can you just put a hand on their shoulder online if you've got a decision to make? Right now, I'm believing you are gonna have godly wisdom. You're gonna make that decision with clarity. The Bible says a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. So right now, Lord, I pray for those with their hands raised as they make this decision. God, that they would be like Elijah and step out straight away because they hear your voice today. They wouldn't second guess themselves, they wouldn't doubt but they would go out with absolute authority as an anointed king, queen, knowing that you're with them, that you are for them in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And one more group of people quickly, I felt that the Spirit of God was saying, some of you are, were about to run away from something from something, it might be from someone, it might be from a situation, it might be from a job, it might be from a hurt, it might be from a family member, it might be from calling, and, and, and you just felt like you needed to just get away from it all, because there's been threats, there's been external threats. I need to know who you are, because God's gonna meet you right now. Just put your hand up quickly if that's you, if that's you, that's it, that's it. Again, if someone has their hand up, put your hand on their shoulder your hand on their shoulder right now Lord I thank you that you're with them and just as you said to Elijah, you go back the way you came. You're gonna be able to go back the way you came in today, but you're gonna go different. You're gonna go with a new authority. You're gonna go with a new confidence knowing that God is with you and those external voices are no longer gonna harm you because you have a new anointing and you have a new enabling and you're gonna be able to go back and what you're doing, ministry, your relationship, your, your, your job, whatever it is, is gonna flourish in Jesus' name. I'm with you and I'm sending assistance. I've got your, the Holy Spirit is right with you and helping you and enabling you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And just lastly, those of you that haven't yet said yes to Jesus, see, knowing His voice comes from knowing Him. As I said, you know your kid's voice, you know your, your husband's, your wife's, your parents' voice. He wants you to know His voice because you know Him. Knowing Jesus comes from having a relationship with Him. See, we're not just about coming to church and about rules or religion or do's and don'ts. You know, we're, we're about a relationship with God, coming just as you are. But He also wants to give you a sense of meaning and purpose for today. But the most important thing, He wants to give you forgiveness for your past the Bible says I am the way the truth and the life Jesus said this no one can come to the Father except through me Jesus died that we can have forgiveness Jesus died that we can have healing and wholeness and some of you have been looking in all the wrong places for healing and wholeness and for 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 meaning and purpose human love cannot quench this longing this meaning this this quest that we have in life for fulfillment you can only find it through Jesus so whether you've come for the first time today, you've come with a friend, maybe you've been coming for a while, maybe you're watching online and you know that you need to make your peace with God. Say peace with God, peace for your soul. Peace for your soul, he bring, He's the Prince of Peace. He's the only one that can give your heart rest. I can I ask that every head be bowed, every eye closed. I wanna give you privacy at this moment, but I'm gonna ask after three, if that's you and you want to make Jesus Lord of your life, and you know you've come with a friend or you might even be standing with someone and you might want to squeeze their hand and say, yeah, we're going to raise our hand together. Or maybe you've once served God and you love God and you had that walking, talking relationship but you've, you've listened to the wrong voices and you've walked away from God and your heart is cold and you haven't heard His voice in a long time. And you know you need to come back. He's saying, come back, come to me, you who are weary, weary give you rest, I want to give you rest, my son, my daughter, I love you, I want to give you rest, give you peace, if that's you, after three, you know, you know it's you, you know it's you, that's that little prompting inside, come on, your heart beating a little faster, shoot your hand up high enough and long enough for me to see, that's it, after three, one, two, three, that's it, all across this room, from this side to this side, thank you over here, thank you, I'm seeing a hand there, thank you, thank you keep your hand up that's it back there So many raising hands i'm seeing hands and god is seeing hearts responding to him and if you raised your hand right now i want you to say this prayer after me or if you didn't not have the courage to raise your hand put your hand on your heart right now and say this prayer after me with our entire church family dear lord jesus, dear lord jesus. go and say it really strong and like you mean it thank you for dying for me thank you for dying for you. to forgive all my sin and failures so that I can have a brand new start. Please come into my life. Help me by the power of the Holy Spirit to trust and live for you. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 I'm so excited that you prayed that prayer. I'm so excited! It's the best. It's the best thing that could ever happen. And if you prayed it for the first time, or you prayed it and you're coming back today, um, our team, Sharon and Mark and some of our team, either will have seen your hand or you just need to go out and say, hey, that's me. I prayed that prayer. I either raise my hand or I put my hand on my heart and I prayed that prayer. We'd love to give you a Bible, even if you already have one, to mark this occasion, but also a little transaction is: we would love to grab some details from you. We'd love to give you a call and encourage you in this decision that you have made, because we're not meant to walk this journey alone. We can do it together so lots of love from us to you but more than anything your Heavenly Father is saying thank you come home come home I'm giving you rest I will never leave you I will never forsake you so know that without a doubt take time to go to the Welcome Lounge on the way out and we would love to connect with you but remember seek God hear his voice find his voice when you're desperate find his voice as your soul keeps finding rest and go for those encounter God moments this week and find his voice as you continue to make those good decisions and wise choices. I hope that's helped you. Be ready to apply it this week.